So you heard some terms, born again, been made new, terms thrown around, and some of that stuff is kind of confusing. I know it sure was for me when I was born again. And so we are going to dig into some of that right here. I'm Skyler Kingry. We are Sozo Mountain Ministries. Thank you for so much for joining us as we talk about who are you. been born again so what does that exactly mean a lot of times I know it was for me it was confusing the hearing these terms and I didn't get a whole lot of answers from some ministers some Christians they didn't really know they just believed in Jesus and that's awesome praise God but I wanted answers and so I wanted to know what that meant so I wanted to know who I was now and so Thank you as we're join as you're joining me we talk about this and answer the question who are you and so you see first peter 123 we you see the scripture and it says born of the incorruptible seed of the word of god well what does that what does that look like well, let's look at it for the amplified it says for you have been born again amplified says that is reborn from this above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purposes not of the seed which is perishable but of the imperishable seed the immortal through the living and everlasting word of god so you've been born of the incorruptible seed of the word of god what's that mean that means that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god preaching of christ so you've believed the message of jesus christ and your spirit has been created new brand new so the seed you've been born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God so that is huge but when you read it you're like yeah okay awesome so the Lord showed me something and we have a teaching on spirit soul and body I'll put it I'll put it at the end so you guys can click on it and I'll also put it down in the description but born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God so the Lord told me this showed me this too so <clears throat> seed so it says in the bible that we're born into sin we came from adam so adam and eve we were uh, descended from adam and eve and so adam and eve were made perfect made in god's image genesis 5 says to 5 1 in verse verses 1 and verse 3 says this says this is the book written in record the history of the generations of the descendants of adam when god created man he made them in the likeness of God, not physical, but spiritual personality and moral likeness. He made them, he made them identical to Jesus. I mean, to, to God, who is Jesus. So, but when Adam, okay, so that was that. But after the fall, this is verse three. But after the fall, okay, when Adam had lived a hundred and thirty years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness. So his son looked like him according to his image, named him Seth. And he named him Seth. So God created Adam in the image of him, in the, in the image of God, with a moral likeness and spirit. And so then after, the sin, after sin happened, he made the choice, him and Eve, but he was there watching the serpent tempt Eve 
It was his fault. We became born, we now have been born from Adam. Why is that important? Well, so Jesus, it tells the Bible tells us that Jesus was the first among many brethren, firstborn among many brethren, firstborn among many brethren. So he had to be born of the Holy Spirit from a virgin. Why is that so huge? Because we, as man, fallen man, okay, if if Jesus would have came from a man, like say Joseph, okay, well Joseph was born into sin. Why? Because he descended from Adam. Okay, the seed, the sperm there, okay, it, it's corrupt. So, so Jesus had to be born of the incorruptible seed, right? So the Holy Spirit. So that's why the Holy Spirit had to impregnate Mary. And I got a point to tell you guys all this. And so this is something the Lord showed me. And so, so Jesus had to be born of a virgin and not from man, supernaturally, because for the power of the Holy Spirit had to impregnate Mary. That way, he's not corrupted. He wasn't corrupt. He was born perfect. Because if it had been Joseph or, or any other man, that is a corruptible seed. Okay, so Jesus had to be born perfect. Fast forward to his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, so he's dead, and he raised from the dead. So he's the firstborn. He's made brand new. He's the firstborn among many. So when we believe the message of Jesus Christ, when we become believers, we too are then born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. Not physically, but spiritually. So our spirit is born again. And so, why is this, why is this important? Well, it's super important because it says seed. And so, and the Lord showed me, so if you look at twins, so fraternal twins are born of two eggs and two sperms that impregnate the, each sperm impregnates the egg, right? So you have egg, you have a sperm, and then you have two. So you have two separate and they impregnate. So you have fraternal twins. They can look different and all that. But to be identical twins, you have one egg, you have one sperm, and the sperm impregnates the egg. I just know it's a biology class, right? But hang with me here. We're going places, praise God. So so the Lord, so being born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, so you have the egg, you have the seed. So the word of God's coming, and boom. Okay? You hear the word and you're born again. Okay? So your spirit and God's spirit, and then, and then here, here we go here. So in natural birth, identical twins, what happens is the egg and the sperm meet, and then inside the egg, it splits and makes two. But they're identical. They look exactly alike, same, 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 all sorts of same uh, hair color, eyes, and you, they tell maybe a little bit different. I don't remember if it's the same fingerprints, but anyway, they're identical twins. So why do I say that's important? Because it's important, huge to understand that when we've been born again, now our spirit and the Lord's spirit are one together. And so we're identical. That's why 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. Our spirit has been born again and made identical to Jesus. We're identical twins. That's why it says in the Bible, it says, firstborn among many. So Jesus had to be born of a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And then the, and because he's a firstborn among many, then when we are born again, we're born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So then our spirit, the Lord comes along, makes our spirit brand new and identical to him. Let's check this out. So it says right here that 1 Corinthians six seventeen says that, but the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So our spirit and God's spirit are like this. So like I said, the word of God, it's like identical to your, our spirit where when you say it's one, then you can't tell us apart. You can't tell in the spirit, in our spirit, we're one with Jesus. And this is huge. So identical to Jesus, 1 John four seventeen, as he is, so are we in this world. So when you hear that and you go on to 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17, it says, so, so from now on, we regard no one from a human viewpoint, okay, according to the worldly standards and values. Though we have known Christ from a human viewpoint, we, we no longer know him this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted and joined to him by faith as Savior in him, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit, the old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come and brings new life, the Amplified says. That's huge. That's huge. So you're born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, identical to Jesus. And so we have His nature. We have His nature. We have His love on the inside of us. We're wall-to-wall -wall Jesus as believers on the inside. Identical. Identical to who who God is, who Jesus is. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The Amplified says this, to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. So, not knowing and not understanding who we are as a born-again Christian, that can be confusing because you could say, well, you could read that, and I know I did, so I could read that, and I, and I did. I was like, what is that? I don't understand what that is. But when you understand he's talking about your born-again spirit, see, we're identical to Jesus, and we're flow. That's why when we're connected to the Lord and actually under, understand Scripture, because the Holy Spirit gives us enlightenment, then we know that now in the spirit we have the mind of Christ. We just have to release it. We have to release what Jesus is in there is inside and so we've been made righteous so Romans 5 17 says for if by the trespasses of one man this is, is super huge here if by the trespasses of one man death reigned through the one man Adam much more surely for those who have an abundance who who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness Reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. See, so reign in life. You can reign in life. Reign and rule in life. That's five Romans 5.17. Death came. Death and sin entered because of Adam. But Jesus came to give us more life. And we receive his righteousness. It's not our righteousness that did anything. It's Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We take on his righteousness when we become believers. We're wall-to-wall -wall Jesus, like I said, on the inside. We've been made identical to Jesus. This is a super important to understanding 
the Word of God and understanding Scripture and understand who you are now. So we have to function from a, uh, and operate from a place of, we all function and operate from a place of identity. Who you are is so important in knowing who you are because a person that doesn't know who they are will beg and plead God to move in their life when Jesus is saying, listen, I've already purchased this for you. You beg and you plead. Matter of fact, the Bible says, and I and I'll I'll leave a uh, I'll leave the scripture. I'll post it here, but it says that you foolish you're foolish if you don't know the will of God. We've been given His Word and we've been given His Spirit, and we should know who we are in the Word of and what the will of God is. And so, healing. Here's another one's ours already. 1 Peter 2.24, He personally carried our sins on His body on the cross, willingly amplified, says this, willingly offering Himself on it as an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin, and alive for righteousness. And by His wounds, you who have believed have been healed. That's not talking about when we die and we go to heaven. That's talking about now in our physical bodies. Okay? We've been seated at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And He raised us up together with Him when we believed and seated with Him in heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. So we've been seated in heavenly places when we believe. See, this is not in the flesh, but it's in the Spirit. We have to get in tune with who we are in the Spirit. And so Philippians 3.20 says, but we are different because we are citizens. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from and there we are eagerly await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we we are seated in heavenly places. And now it says our citizenship is in heaven. So if our citizenship is in heaven, this is stating of who we are now. It's not something to come. It's, it's saying that when you, our eternal life starts when we became born again. That's, that's a huge revelation right there. But our eternal life starts when we've been born again. And so then we can have a relationship with God. God is on the inside of us. Our spirit is, and, and the Lord's spirit are identical as we read back in, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. I'm sorry, but the one who is united with United, united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That's huge. And so we're already, this is who we are. This is, uh, we're born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So our spirit's been made brand new and righteous. So 2 Corinthians 5.20. This is huge. Ambassadors of heaven. So we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making his appeal through us. And we are Christ's representatives. Plead with, and plead with you on the behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. But it's saying we are ambassadors for Christ. So, so ambassador. What is an ambassador? So, so we live in the United States. If United States, so if we send a, uh, a United States ambassador, we send a, a ambassador over to a different country. They function underneath our laws. Everything that they have. Everything that we have is theirs over there. Even though they're in a different country, 
so all the laws, they have diplomatic immunity, they have all sorts of uh, inheritances, shall we say, or bells and whistles, or whatever you want to say, they carry with them to be, because they're ambassadors. Well, the same is said here, we are now ambassadors for Christ. See, so we are citizens of heaven. That's why this is so important and so huge to understand this. In the spirit, this is saying you're identical to Jesus, so you're, your spirit and the Lord's spirit are one. Everything that Jesus has is yours because it's already yours because he is inside you and you're wall-to-wall -wall Jesus. So, where spirit has been born again and made new in the likeness, in the likeness of Jesus because it's he's identical. He, God restored us back as born-again believers back to better than the original because now he's not just on the outside. He's now inside of us and we're wall-to-wall -wall Jesus with him. That's huge. And so, as ambassadors, we carry into this land that we live in, which is not our home. The Bible tells us this land is not our home, that we're citizens of heaven. So we're citizens of heaven in a foreign land, but everything that we've inherited from Jesus and everything that we have as an inheritance of the kingdom of God is ours. So as we walk through this land, that's why the Bible tells us to heal the sick. The Bible does not tell us to I gotta remember not to point my finger. I'm sorry, and I apologize. Let me do this, I'm so sorry. If anybody was offended, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to point my finger, let me do this. So, anybody that says you need to pray and ask God to heal them. The word salvation in the, in the Bible, is, the Greek word means sozo, which is saved, healed, made whole, and delivered. This is something that was already purchased by the grace of God, the finished work of the cross, okay? Galatians 3.13 says that cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Jesus took all of the curses for us. Deuteronomy 28 is all the curses. It's the blessings and the curses. So we have to know and understand that Jesus took all of that. So when our inheritance that we have from Jesus Christ, God tells us to lay the hands on the sick, to heal the sick. He didn't say to pray to him. He said heal the sick, raise the dead. Cast out demons. That is our inheritance. That's what we go into the land. We preach the gospel. We minister the kingdom. We preach the kingdom of God. We talk about the kingdom of God and demonstrate. That's why That's why Paul said, I didn't come to you speaking in man's wisdom. I come to you in power, demonstrating the power of God. Our job is knowing who we are, our identity, as a born-again Christian. My job was to find out who I was and now function from that who I am now, who God made me to be. That's why the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, this says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove the acceptable will of God. So to show and demonstrate, as I dig into the word, I'm my, I renew my mind to actually who I already am in the spirit who I am, that my, my spirit's been made brand new. Since this revelation, the Lord has given me this revelation. It's huge. It set me free. It, I walk and I hear God's voice more clearly. Um, I function from a better place because the Lord, and I know that God is always with me. I can just stop and be still and know that He is God. and He is inside me. And I'm wall-to-wall -wall Jesus. I pray this blesses you, and I pray this sets you free, um, because we as Christians have to wake up 
to who we are again, our born again spirit, that it's identical to Jesus. Everything that Jesus has, and he's alive today, everything that Jesus has is inside of us. We just have to access it. We have to release it. So, but knowing who we are, who you are, is so huge to knowing how to function in the Christian life and to walk this thing out. Because God has a plan, He has a purpose, and He has a calling for you. I want to pray with you. And so, we want to set you free from anything that's holding you back. In healings, we want you to be healed and made whole so God, you can step into what God has for you. So I'm going to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you and praise you, Lord, that you're so good. I thank you, Lord, the people that hear this, Lord, are set free. They walk in your truth. They walk in your freedom. They understand and now know who you are in them and who they are in you, Lord. That they are spirit is identical to Jesus. Lord, I, I thank you that for the people that who don't yet know you, Lord, that you, by your spirit, by your Holy Spirit, you put a call on their heart, Lord, and they come to see and their eyes see and ears to hear what your spirit is saying, a heart that they're receptive to that. And Lord, that they, the blind eyes are open to your truth, that they can be set free by you, Lord, and step into the life and the calling that you have for them. They can no longer be, they don't no longer have to be dead to their sin. They can be alive in you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we just thank you, and we just we just so glad you're joining me for this, and we'll see you next time. We love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you.